This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So I've, I've played like the original hurdle, which I think is just, you know, a mix of some of the top songs decade yeah. by decade. And I was like seeing that there were some artists getting their own specific hurdles. And I said, wait a minute. I know there are a bunch of Bruce fans who would die to have a Springsteen hurdle. And I'm the type of person who, you know, if they see a problem, they want to find a solution right away. And um, luckily, I was able to do some research and figure out a way to put this together. But more so, I think the timing of it was of critical importance as well. Um, I started this about a month ago. So still around the time people were, you know, still talking about tickets. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's been just so awesome that even though a lot of people have been frustrated and disappointed, I've seen, seen comments on like Twitter, for instance, saying like, this has been such a bright, you know, highlight of my day. So just to even have this sort of bright spot for Bruce amidst a lot of issues and just challenges has been such a huge motivator to, you know, make it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today, the topic is Springsteen Hurdle, the game, forget Wordle, this (laughs) is the game that is sweeping social media, and I have the creator the originator of Springsteen Hurdle. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jesse. Really excited to be on here and talking about the hurdle and then so much more. Yeah. So um, we got to start out with, tell us a little about yourself. Sure. Yeah. So born and raised in Southern California, 20 years old, going to be a rising senior at the University of Pennsylvania this coming fall, where I also play basketball, study finance and management, and just a huge fan of music, but obviously in particular, the music of Bruce Springsteen. But um, yeah, just again, like you mentioned, the creative hurdle as of this, just I think about a month now, it's been up in live. So really excited that it's had such a great response over this past month and just glad it could be, you know, a, a good start to people's day to play the hurdle. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny because um, my I went to lunch with my buddy today and I had told him I was talking to you and he was like, yeah. oh, good, good. And uh, he plays like four or five different hurdles. OK. Uh, and so he uh, he he loves yours. Uh, and awesome. yeah. And so I we're going to get to that. But I, I always yeah. like to start at the beginning. You said you grew up in California. Talk about growing yeah. up. What kind of music did your family listen to when you were young and growing up? Sure. Yeah. So. 
I grew up in a pretty musical household just in general. Parents are big, both music fans. My dad sings and plays the piano. So there was constantly great music always playing in my house. In particular, my parents were pretty big fans of 90s, like hip hop and R&B, um, 80s pop, you know, just given like the California scene, especially for hip hop and R&B um, in the 90s. But um, honestly, I feel like my biggest segue to more like classic rock or just um, you know, people like the Beatles and Elvis were from my grandparents, actually. So just having a really diverse exposure to a bunch of really great music going up, I think was really formative. And I think my music taste now and, and how it's continuing to evolve. And um, so you had two generations, your grandparents and your sure. parents, yeah. both giving you uh, music. Why do you think you embraced your grandparents' uh, version of music more than your parents? Not that you, you know, totally yeah. just, you know, didn't, you know, pooey on your, uh, your, right. your parents' music. <laughs> why, why a little bit of that, do you think? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And definitely, like you said, very appreciative of the music they exposed me to because it's, I guess, made me more well-rounded in what I can listen to and, and definitely just appreciate in general. But, yeah. you know, ever since I was younger, I there's just no explanation, I think, to just the sort of particular liking I had to artists like Elvis and the Beatles. Uh, there was always just this, some larger fascination to those artists in particular um, so, you know, I would I wish I had a concrete answer to that, but it's just kind of unexplainable in a way that I'm really grateful for, because I feel like those, those threads have definitely continued on today, especially, you know, with my liking of Bruce. Do, um, do you remember when you first heard Bruce and what about him spoke to you? Yes, I do actually very, um, it's a very specific moment actually. Okay. So it's actually very, again, like I said, specific. I became a Bruce fan my senior year of high school, which was 2018. And I have a teacher, just like for context, his name is Mr. Fitz, who is my religion teacher at the high school I went to. And for some odd reason, his profile picture was Greetings from Asbury Park, the album cover. Very distinguishable with, sure. you know, the, the vintage postcard look, the neon, you know, ombre colors. Um, and so he was messaging us about some sort of class thing going on. And I just, for some reason, took notice of his profile picture and decided to, you know, look it up and give it a listen. And from there on, I was kind of just immediately captivated by Bruce and particularly the song Growing Up. And um, that kind of just was the beginning of, I guess, this Bruce journey. And it's so funny, the first day of class, I walked into his classroom and coincidentally, he was also playing growing up, not knowing I had, you know, been listening to the album and getting into Bruce on my own just a few days and a few weeks before. Uh, so I would like to think that was just the beginning of it all. And it happened in a very sort of, you know, very surprising way, but I couldn't have started out better. Um, do you know why growing up spoke to you? I think, you know, obviously Bruce has a lot of common themes throughout his work, you know, just like relating to sort of a blue collar lifestyle, the everyday struggle of just, you know, pulling out of here to win and mm -hmm. stuff like yeah. that. But I think, you know, obviously just growing up, I kind of lived a sort of opposite lifestyle to Bruce, like no connection to the East Coast. Um, you know, I, I obviously know like being from New Jersey is very strong and prominent within his work. So there were no real ties for me to Bruce. But I think the song growing up, it's just such a universal theme and mm -hmm. something everyone can relate to, especially at my time, you know, being a senior in high school. 
getting ready to go to college and pick up and take off and start a new journey. I think it was something that really, you know, took hold with me and uh, has honestly been one of my favorite songs of his since. Well, what I found interesting <clears throat> is that when we were just a couple, well, a couple months ago now, um, we were watching for Father's Day mm-hmm. um, Springsteen on actually, I guess it was last Father's Day, Springsteen on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And my son had never heard growing up. Okay. And he just was, it it just struck him for some reason. He just loved it, you know? Right. And so I I think that is kind of interesting, that whole, you know, growing up and all the different things. And, you know, uh, so that's, that's great. That's really good. So, did you tell your teacher that you've recently discovered Bruce and how did that conversation go? Yeah, no, I, after I heard growing up, I had to tell him all about, you know, how he sort of lit the spark in my liking yeah. of Bruce. And ever since then, um, he's been my go-to guy to, to discuss Bruce. He's been a longtime fan. Uh, he's been a fan of Bruce ever since, you know, he put out the river in 1980. So okay. he definitely knows his stuff and is a huge fan himself. So um, he definitely is aware of my love for Bruce now and continues to be, you know, my main main sort of person to talk to anything related about Bruce. That's that's great. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so um, did, once you discovered this, did you like start going out and looking for, you know, did you go online to listen to other music? Did you go buy CDs? What What was your next step in your fandom? Sure. Yeah, no, I think one of the blessings, I guess, of finding Bruce, obviously, this late in his career is just the amount of work he's built up until now. So I felt like every opportunity I got to listen to him, there was always something new to find. Obviously, you know, blessed to have streaming available with Spotify, literally having everything, you know, from all of his studio albums to something as, you know, biggest tracks. So again, it felt like the amount of learning and listening I could do is limitless. So um, I definitely, you know, I feel like his first five albums are pretty popular. Tried to to get to those first. Um, and honestly, still to this day, just making sure I can get through his whole discography and have a pretty full and comprehensive understanding of, you know, everything that he's done. But again, it's tough since he's a man of a, of a huge sort of catalog. So, yeah. But that's also, you know, a really great thing as well. And And so where did you say you're going to school? I go to the University of Pennsylvania, so... I'll be in Philly this fall. Why did you go across the country to go to school? Yeah, no, it's a unique situation. So um, I'm a basketball player. I got recruited to play basketball there. So that was one factor. Um, Yeah, so I thought Penn in particular, being a part of the Ivy League, best of both worlds in terms of academics and athletics. And, you know, I really thought about the opportunity to be somewhere new for college. You don't get that experience to be in a new city for four years often. So might as well take advantage of that and, you know, be in a new place and meet new people and just sort of um, be able to embrace independence and and give myself a challenge. What's been the, um, what's been the, one of the biggest adjustments being on the East coast versus the West coast? Sure. I mean, I feel like a a no brainer is definitely the weather. Um, Being California to East coast winters is, is tough, but, um, just in general, I'm, I'm super close to my family and obviously being so far apart from them was definitely a challenge, but mm-hmm. very fortunate to, you know, have them visit often. And obviously 
COVID sending a lot of us home for school was a blessing in disguise to be yeah. able to spend more time than usual than I thought um, that I'd have with them, you know, during these college years. Did, um, are you back playing with now COVID? Are you guys getting to play? Yeah. So I played my freshman year, didn't play my sophomore year, played my junior year and planning to have a pretty normal senior season. Okay. So looking good. Good, good. Uh, what about basketball? Um, spoke to you why why a basketball fan yeah I mean growing up in Los Angeles just not sure how like familiar I was just like the whole trajectory of basketball but like yeah growing up in a Lakers town with Kobe and Shaq reigning pretty supreme for like when I was in a, a kid but also I'm Filipino and and basketball is such a huge thing um, in the Philippine culture so I think it's just a mix of just like my surroundings and my you know, roots kind of made me sort of fall into the fall into the love with the sport just sort of naturally and started playing when I was three. So really it's been something I've been, that's been such a huge part of my life really since like as early as I can remember. So I just went to Mr. Google. Yeah. Ms. Google. <laughs> You've got some skins on the wall, Kayla. You can I say mean, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three time Ivy league player of the week two-time first team all ivy uh rookie of the year wow (laughs) no thank you i appreciate it that's that's impressive yeah thank you You well you know because just the way you said well yeah and i play a little basketball you know just like "Eh," (laughs) and then i'm like oh i wonder and i do that wow very impressive thank you so much yeah no i i mean basketball has been such a huge part of my life um but yeah, it's definitely formed a lot of my experiences, but like one of the the great things, you know, about being on this podcast is I've talked a lot about basketball, talk a lot about going to Penn. Um, and I definitely pride myself on being more than just a basketball player, which is why, you know, being able to have like an opportunity to talk about something completely unrelated to those things, which is Springsteen is such an awesome opportunity for me, but I'm definitely cognizant that, you know, those sort of experiences are definitely embedded in who I am and, you know, who I'm becoming. What I love, Kayla, is um, you, you've you said something that happens every once in a while, but you're the first one. Um, I often will have, you know, business leaders or sports writers or yeah. mystery writers, you know, like, yeah, I, I talk about writing all the time. I talk about sports all the time. I never get to talk about books. <laughs> exactly. And so this is pretty fun. No, um, totally. Yeah. So do you have tickets for the tour next year? I do. I actually have a date set up for um, Baltimore and Belmont Park. So this is actually my first time seeing Bruce. So I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. So um, very, very excited. And obviously I know there's just been a lot of um, anger, disappointment around the whole um, ticket sort of scenario. But I think being a somewhat as a fan, a young fan, seeing him for the first time, a little bit just more of the excitement is kicking in. I feel like a lot of, you know, the disappointment is coming from fans who have been able to catch him getting tickets, you know, for super low. Um, And obviously I feel like, you know, just growing up and being in the conditions of like concert prices, just sort of rising. It's not, you can't necessarily be used to, you know, the prices we're seeing right now, but something I guess I'm willing to, you know, sacrifice for this sort of experience because i know that's uh it's not going to be you know endless uh, i know bruce is sort of like winding down now so it's got to take advantage of the opportunity while i have it 
I, I think you're right, Kaylin. And I, I begrudge no one their frustration and right. anger. I've done episodes about this, but, you know, I, I do. I think one of the things that we've kind of lost is the excitement of, you know, how many people who are new fans right. because of Western stars or letter to you exactly. or Broadway are now getting a chance to see Bruce and the East street band for the first time. And so exactly. that's exciting. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And like, again, like you, I totally see where the frustration is coming from. Yeah. But again, like I said, I guess just personally speaking about me, I think the excitement is more so the more prominent sort of feeling for me. And I think that's, yeah. what's been sort of been the main focus. Um, you know, obviously there's no denying the the ticket prices, but as a first time fan or a young fan, first time yeah. concert goer for Bruce, it's um, hard to not be excited despite the circumstances. Well, uh, do your friends give you a hard time being a Bruce fan? You know, it's, it's I feel like they're used to it now. Okay. Um, yes. I'm not the type of person who says, okay, you need to listen to Bruce. I will give my recommendations when they ask. Um, right. And, and they know I'm a huge lover of, of Bruce and just sort of 70s music, classic rock. Um, so they definitely know that's a, a big part of who I am and have come to, you know, tolerate it, I guess, in a way. Is he on your, uh, I don't know, on your warm-up routine? Do you do you have him on your, you know, with your earbuds and listening? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm in the locker room. Bruce is definitely a part of uh you know, the playlist to get me ready. And I'm not the type of person who needs to necessarily be listening to, to super hype music to get ready yeah. for a game, but something, you know, that can keep me connected, keep me grounded, I think is the most important thing. And, and Bruce checks off all those boxes. That's great. Do you have a set playlist or just random? You'll just listen to random songs. Um, I mean, I have a, a pretty extensive Bruce playlist that I started right when I started liking him in, in okay. senior year. And honestly, I can put that on shuffle and be happy with whatever comes up. But um. That's I nice. mean, you can't deny, you know, the excitement of playing Born to Run and then running onto the court. So definitely a song like that is hard to beat before a game. That's nice. Uh, so you would have, if you were in baseball, like where they have walk-up music, it would yes. be a Springsteen song for you. For sure. I think, you know, it's a must. It's definitely that's, a must. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so great. Uh, um, all right. One of the bright spots, and I actually... Um, I only had one jerk on social media when I posted, you know, Springsteen hurdle. Someone said, we don't have time for this. We have a crisis. And I'm like, <laughs> give it a break, dude. Uh, you know, we're, we have to find our joy where we can. Sure. All right. Talk to me about the origins of why you decided that the world needed a Springsteen online game talk me through yeah. this origins sure no um so i've i've played like the original hurdle which i think is just you know a mix of some of the top songs decade yeah. by decade and i was like seeing that there were some artists getting their own specific hurdles and i said wait a minute i know there are a bunch of bruce fans who would die to have a springsteen hurdle and I'm the type of person who, you know, if they see a problem, they want to find a solution right away. And um, luckily, I was able to do some research and figure out a way to put this together. But more so, I think the timing of it was of critical importance as well. Um, I started this about a month ago. So still around the time people were, you know, still talking about tickets. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's been just so awesome that, 
even though a lot of people have been frustrated and disappointed, I've seen seen comments on like Twitter, for instance, saying like, this has been such a bright, you know, highlight of my day. So just to even have this sort of bright spot for Bruce amidst a lot of issues and just challenges has been such a huge motivator to, you know, make it. So again, like I said, created about a month ago, took a, a quite a bit of work, um, some coding involved, which I didn't expect, but. Um, yeah, I was going to ask now, yeah. what's your major again? Finance and management. So this okay, is so you're not completely a, a new geek, skill, right? No, you're not. Yeah. You know, like you're not a programmer. You're not trying to get a degree <laughs> yeah. in computer science. Exactly. So okay. I mean, luckily it wasn't too you know in the weeds with coding, but also you know again just like totally on a side note, uh, an opportunity for me to gain a new skill while applying right. it to something I love, um, like Bruce's music. So definitely took a lot of work on that end. Um, but once you set it up, the thing about hurdle is just you let it happen. Um, there's not much. I have to do going forward besides um, if you take notice, like whenever you get the answer right and there's a sort of a, like a lyric or a song yeah. title to go with the attempt, I try to, you know, change it up every week just to keep it fresh for people, especially since I know so many people get it in, in one attempt. So trying to change up what they see on that end. How um, many songs did you, have you, have you, plugged in all the songs you're like uh, is this one of those things you load songs and then you just let it go yeah so um i've loaded all of bruce's studio albums um that you can find on spotify nothing live because i think it just feel like feels like you know he's counting in and it's so hard to know what song right. that's there or there's some you know seconds of silence so um so just, yeah because little steven says that you know, it would be interesting to call him because he says he can tell what song it is by just the way he counts right. down. Um, I want to say BS, but I'm certainly not going to tell <laughs> little Steven to right. his face. Um, and I did see a couple of people comment that I'm missing this because I'm so used to the live versions. Right. I that that it too. is. I'm not. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it the best way to go about it was just to put all of his studio studio work, yeah. um, including, you know, something like tracks and um, yeah. the promise. So yeah, definitely not just, you know, his regular albums, but outtakes, right. some demos in there, Yeah, um, but trying to keep it consistent. So everything is in there, obviously with the exception of live stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, there will be new songs for sure. Maybe even just like a year straight before the playlist resets. So it's yeah. pretty much good to go. And it's always fun to see what um, people are responding to. Well, I, I love the fact that you do do that where, um, you know, you are tougher than the rest or you've reached the land of hope and dreams right. where you do a little pun. And then on you when you miss it, you're also really nice about, you know, so I love those little puns. Um, I did have one that um, I, I can't remember how far back it was, but, sure. you know, I played it and I went, oh, that's Ghost of Tom Jode. So I, you know, type goes to Tom Joe yeah. wrong. Like what? Okay. Oh, I think so I then remember. Yes. Yeah, so then I played it again. I don't know. I'll guess something else. And then, you know, when it got a little further, goes to Tom Joe. <laughs> then it says electric version. I went, damn it. <laughs> Selected that and got it. So yeah, that was, that was fun. Oh no, that's, uh, I know that's a little bit tricky. I feel like a lot of people have had trouble. They think they can just like, you know, type it in and press submit. Um, yeah. So there's a bit of a learning curve, you know, having to press yeah. it and press submit. But um, I guess the fun and maybe 
making a, a few mistakes is seeing the the new attempts and the lyrics that come up with oh, whichever well, you get. I do. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, right, there was one or last week or so where you got was like the on the one second you just got one drum lick and it was like yes it was like oh my goodness oh my gosh you, yeah. yes that was a tough one yes yeah. i think it was uh save my love yeah i'm I pretty think so. sure it yeah. was yeah, yeah and i i've been going back and forth because i've have noticed that there are a few songs where the first second is completely silent and um i try to get people's feedback as much as possible because i want yeah. it to make it you know sure. a game that they want to play and continue yeah. to enjoy so i remember one of the questions i put on twitter was like should i be you know erasing the songs with completely complete silence for the first second um from the playlist because i know people definitely pride themselves on getting it in one attempt yeah um, but at the expense of you know losing out on a handful of really good songs i know people would love to, yeah. to guess and i think it's fun like i i love I have almost as much fun bragging when I get it one second or like um, I think it was either yesterday or today. I did not get the song at mm-hmm. all. And I went, I'm an idiot, you know, and <laughs> do that. So I just have so much fun with it. Do you have stats on how many people are playing? Yes, I, I do, actually. So I think since we started um, over today, I think I just checked 29,000 users and that's not counting every time they've played that's 29,000 individual people who continue to play which is super you know crazy to me just being something but again just crazy to think that so many people have have had such a a wonderful response to the game and continue to play every day Um, it just started out as something fun something I wanted to do for myself and obviously for other fans Um, so this response has been so awesome and and I couldn't you know be happier is there a way for you to play and you don't know the song? There is. Um, so like once, if I go into, you know, the weeds of the settings, I can play it on my own and switch okay. up the date, but I usually know what song is coming. Um, okay. But even though I can't necessarily play, I, I just love seeing, you know, yeah. when people tweet it and seeing how many attempts they're getting it. in. so I yeah. get my fun from seeing the responses and not necessarily having to play it. Well, I, I honestly mean, you are putting something joyous out in the world. You are very subtly, you know, you do have the link where if someone wants to buy you a coffee, you know, you do, but it isn't, you know, this is truly, you can tell you're doing this because you love Bruce and you just want to give Bruce fans a gift. And that's just amazing. No, thank you. Yeah. That was such genuine intentions behind the game. Again, like you said, just, just wanting to bring joy in, in any way possible. And I know music is just generally such a thing that connects people despite anything else going on. And if I can give you five minutes out of your day to, to be challenged by a Bruce song or to get joy in getting something in one attempt, then, you know, that means the world to me. And speaking of like the coffees, I really thought nothing of that. I saw, you know, might as well give it a go. I'm a college student who's sure. you know, living yeah. on college student means. So yeah. if anyone is generous enough to, to get me a coffee, and that's awesome. And my first one was from my mom. And then the second one was from my grandpa. And I was like, okay, I guess it's going to be like this. And then, you know, a few days after that, it's just absolutely taken off. And I've been overwhelmed with the response of how many people are, are willing to, you know, buy a college student a, a coffee because they love the game. That's super awesome to me. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's, um, you know, I was late to the Wordle game and so 
found that, I guess, several months ago and started playing it. And then when I did that, so it does make for a nice little one-two punch in the morning that, you know, you go either, well, I feel really smart today or (laughs) I feel really dumb today. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I had not played any hurdles before. So I love the fact that, you know, you, you can, it isn't like name that tune, right? Like I can right. name that tune in four sec notes. Right. Like, no, you can, no, I know this. I know this. I know this. <laughs> exactly. And, and a lot of times I'm like, okay, it, this is, I don't know this one. It's got to be from Ghost of Tom Joad because I right. don't listen to Ghost of Tom Joad very often. <laughs> and so that's, that's, you know, and then every once in a while, you know, it is nice when you immediately hear, oh, right. No, okay. Yeah. Right, that one's there and right. uh and so i i just think this is amazing no so, awesome. yeah. thank you so much yeah no i feel like we all have sort of those few albums or a certain album where it's just tougher than the rest to yeah. get to um but also i remember seeing someone tweeting this earlier just like certain drum beat like somewhere in our subconscious we just automatically know what song it is which is awesome yeah um so you know there's obviously those two sides of the coin but um again just uh, a good challenge because you never obviously know what's coming. So it's yeah. an excitement setting thing every day. <clears throat> and I think it's really smart, um, Kayla, that you did include tracks and the yeah. promise and ties that bind, you know, these box sets that are right. not as well known, you know, for the general fan so that right. some of the hardcore people get it. So that's great. Exactly. And I've also gotten a few comments saying, you know, Oh, I got to brush up on my, my Bruce music. And it also gives people a reason to, to go back and maybe revisit an album or, you know, a box set that they usually never listened to, or, you know, someone's finding a a new Bruce song for the first time and, and can lead them to putting that on their playlist. So um, I feel like there, you know, there's a a bright side to to every um, song, no matter if you get in the first attempt or, or don't. So. Well, and I do, and I'm drawing a blank, uh, but, I played it in front of my son mm-hmm. and he was like, play it again, play it again. I don't know this one. And it ended up, I, I can't think of it now, but it was a song he'd never heard. Okay. And he's like, I like that song. And he went and dug it out. And like a uh, three or four days later, he like sent the link to the YouTube and like, I really love this song. Oh, I'm nice. so glad. <laughs> so, you know, that's like, that's awesome. That's gotta be worth just means the world that you to hear that. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, it's, again, seeing the responses and just seeing the reactions of people has has absolutely meant the world. And, and, you know, just you telling me that little anecdote is bringing a smile to my face. So that's awesome. That's good. Any favorite songs, albums that you go to on a regular basis? Yeah, I feel like I'm a part of that uh, group of Bruce music fans, consider it like a cult classic. I love Wild Innocent E Street Shuffle. Um, I know it's a, a hit or miss for some people, but that three song stretch at the end from Incident to Rosalita to New York City Serenade is, I think, literally the absolute masterpiece. So I'm a huge fan of that particular album and uh, really a, a letter to you. Um, I think the one of the joys of, you know, having been a Bruce friend since 2018, I still got to experience the releases of at least two new albums, which is were Western Stars and Letter to You. Um, so I've had the same amount of time to appreciate those albums as opposed to, you know, people who listened to Born to Run the Day it came out and have 
been able to appreciate it for, you know, almost 50 plus years now. So um, yeah, definitely those two albums I would say are, are my favorites. You know, I, I've never thought about that before, but <clears throat> one of my other podcasts I do is a Doctor Who podcast. Oh, cool. And um, and I came to Doctor Who kind of late. And so, um, so it wasn't really till Peter Capaldi took over the role where I had the experience of, I didn't know who the actor was going to mm-hmm. be. I, you know, all that experience. And I've never thought about that, but it's true. Whether you've been a fan since 72 right. or discovered him in 2019, you've enjoyed Western stars and letter to you the right. same as everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. No, that actually just occurred to me today. And obviously with that, like Springsteen on Broadway and such a, a good stretch of, you know, three albums, especially given the pandemic and yeah, um, just really, you know, love those. And I think, you know, again, like having that same amount of time to appreciate it is um, allowed me to really dive deeper into those songs, you know, watch the, the, the films that go along with those albums and just give me a, a deeper understanding of, you know, what it, what it means and yeah. um, how it connects to Bruce's music as a whole, especially letter to you with him having those, you know, a few songs that were written for, Greetings from Asbury Park, just a cool way to connect something so recent, but also something so, you know, as far back as early as his career. So that was really awesome. That's nice. So are there songs you have in your private little, okay, I'm finally going to see him live. Sounds like you got tickets for two shows. Do you have in your mind a little bingo card? Like, I, I can't wait to hear this live. Yeah. I mean, just kind of going back to the start, um, I would absolutely love to hear growing up live. I know it's not necessarily a staple in his like live sets, but if that were to be thrown in and um, another one that's a long shot, but again, would be amazing is uh, incident on 57th street. That's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. Um, but again, also just like pretty much wanting to hear stuff from letter two as well. So I feel like ghost is going to be so awesome live and just really excited to hear stuff. He's performing to, you know, his audience for the first time. Ghost or Burning Train, do you think he'll open with? That's a good question. I've heard a lot of different responses, but I, I personally think I would love to hear Ghost. That's just my personal opinion, but I can see how both would be good contenders to, to open up his shows. So I was convinced it was going to be Burning Train. I just knew it was, uh, you know, because that film is just, you know, right. when it's rolling the credits and it starts playing that, you're like, yeah. oh, that would be perfect. Um but then, like when he was on Saturday Night Live, and the more you right. hear Ghost, you like that idea of I heard the sound of your guitar exactly. and the, the audience going crowd crazy. erupting, right? Yes. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you can go wrong either one. Exactly. So that's good. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, any other thoughts? What have I not asked you that I should have? I we could do a whole other episode <laughs> about uh, image and likeness. Because we just talked about, they talked about that on the sports station today. Yeah. And they were saying that, you know, companies are investing money, hoping they hit the next Michael Jordan. Because like, even if you, if, even if you give 50, 60, a hundred people money, if even one is the next superstar in a sport, make it big, you can make your company. So, um, but we're talking music, but, but I, I imagine that's a whole nother world for you to 
watch too, isn't it? For sure. You know, especially being a college athlete and the name image likeness laws going about just last year, it's been a big change in how people are thinking about, you know, this landscape. And for someone like me trying to make the most of it, you know, given that it's a very, you know, promising opportunity for college athletes to take advantage of. But yeah, no, it's definitely something that's changed the game for sure with, um, you know, just these like A-list college athletes getting contracts that can literally, you know, pay for their college tuition. If not, they're already getting a scholarship, but just to really set them up. So it's, it's awesome, but also um, there's also a critical side to it as well. And, you know, getting these opportunities, even if you're not someone who's, you know, the star of ESPN or anything like that. So making sure it's like an equal opportunity for everyone is also, I think, a big improvement that needs to be made as well. Do you want to play after college? I, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, I definitely don't think I'd pass up the opportunity, but one of the main reasons I came to Penn was obviously a great education and be able to set me up, even if basketball wasn't the number one option to, to start a, a great career. And I think, you know, they've led me to a very good point so far. If basketball is, is not an option after college. Very cool. Very cool. Um, any final thoughts, anything else you want to share? Yeah, I mean, there's also one pretty big component I don't think we've hit on yet, but um, my sophomore year, I actually took a whole class at Penn on Bruce Springsteen. No way. Absolutely awesome. Yes. yes. Um, Not to like (laughs) go super into something new. No, no, please. Um, No, I love it. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, it was honestly such a surprise. I was randomly searching through our class catalog, getting ready to register for my sophomore year classes and I was like, okay, let's just, you know, for a laugh, let's see if anything related to Bruce Springsteen comes up. And literally it was a godsend, a whole class based on Bruce Springsteen's music taught by his name is Anthony DeCurtis, who's Rolling Stone contributor, Grammy winner, sits on the board for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So he's a guy who knows his stuff, has interviewed Bruce many times, wrote a biography for Lou Reed. Like he's a, he's a, he knows what he's doing basically. Yeah. Um, so took that class online, you know, given the circumstances of COVID yeah. and every class three hours out of every day on my Thursdays to listen to a new Bruce Springsteen album and talk about it with someone who writes for the Rolling Stone has been a rock critic for decades. Um, and obviously that was such a, a really trying time for a lot of people with COVID sure. so many unknowns, but those three hours every Thursday for me was such a bright spot to talk about my favorite app my favorite artist and get graded for it. So it was a, it was a godsend. um, And that class was just so terrific. So I've had a couple of professors on in the past and um, one of them did um, American history and used like talking about the Vietnam war Mm -hmm. and born in the USA and, you know, connected a lot of different, you know, the American history through the lens of Bruce's music. So I I bet that was a fun class. Totally. Yeah. And um, actually just like another fun thing. So our final project, I mean, the, the assignments throughout this class were pretty, you know, subjective. He wanted us to be creative, whether it was, writing a paper on a song we love and doing an analysis on it or something mm-hmm. as creative of like making a music video based on one of Bruce Springsteen's songs. So for, for my final project, I actually decided to make a video uh, based on the song Growing Up and talk about my life experiences and sort of relate it to the song and, and why I love Bruce and how I came to his music. 
And uh, my professor loved it so much that he actually forwarded it to John Landau and John Landau later sent it to Bruce. And I was actually, actually able to get a response from him about my video, which was absolutely what probably one of the highlights of my life. So, <laughs> okay. First off, how did you not open with this story? Right. Like, if I know. I, <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm yeah, so, there's uh, so, so much to talk about. Yeah, I, no, I knew no, I had to throw it in awesome. somewhere. No, that is great. So you actually heard from John and Bruce? I did. Yeah. Um, so like I said, my professor sits on the Rock and Roll Hall of right. Fame, which obviously John Landau sits on as well. So I think, you know, they're pretty close. Um, and yeah. so we felt comfortable enough to send in my video. And I think the video kind of just spoke for itself. And um, so lucky that John was able to forward it to Bruce. And yeah, I, I actually heard back from him, um, have corresponded with John Landau a few times. But um, yeah, those those words from Bruce are, you know, always in my mind and I'm always thinking about it. So I'm super lucky and grateful for that experience. And, you know, the kindness of both my professor and, and John Landau. That's great. Yeah. Um, did, um, is it somewhere where we can see it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, if you look up growing up probably, and then put my name, Caleb Idiots on YouTube, but it's also okay. linked on my Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's pinned with okay. also Bruce's response. So if you want to see what he said, it's, it's on my Twitter. I will make sure that's in the show notes. That is awesome. That is so great. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well done. Very nice. Uh, so you. I take it you got an A in the class. I did. It was probably the easiest day I've ever had, uh, ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been embarrassing, right? If you like, oh, got, man. If, like, you, like you failed your Bruce Springsteen. I course. would have been so disappointed in myself. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. All right, Kayla, I think before I let you go, um, I've got to ask you a Mary question. Sure. So if you are a friend of Kayla's listening to this, she did great. You should be very proud of her. Um, I end every podcast with the Mary question. Jay Armstrong, who is in the Philadelphia area, uh, was an high school honors teacher. And he would end, uh, he would take two days out of his class and his seniors would break apart Thunder Road. They'd look at all the lyrics. Mm -hmm. They talk about the themes. They talk about all the um, kind of compare it to Robert Frost. And then he asked his, the class the question, does Mary get in the car? Sure. So, Kayla, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? You know, I, ever since you sent me the agenda, I've been thinking about this. And I have two answers. I might be cheating, but no, I No, think... that's not. That is totally acceptable okay awesome i think within the arc of the born to run album i say yeah she does get in the car just because the themes of you know redemption being the hero pulling out of a pulling out of here to win it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 